welcome to your weekly episode of Feed, Slay, Love. I'm your host, Catherine, and I'm so happy that you're here. Feed, Slay, Love is a podcast for busy moms who are everything for everyone. So if that's you and you ever wondered whether there's more to life, then you're in the right place. Let's dig right in. Yes, I have it too. The perfectionism bug. The curse, I'd rather say. There's this guy, Andrew Hill. He did a study on perfectionism in the UK, US and Canada, spanning over several decades. And he had a quite nice description of perfectionism. He's saying, perfectionism isn't a behavior. It's a way of thinking about yourself. And he adds, when faced with failure... Perfectionists tend to respond more harshly in terms of emotions. They experience more guilt and more shame. This is crazy, right? I agree that perfectionism is a way of thinking about yourself. It's even defined as a personality trait. It's characterized by an excessive concern for flawless performance, an intense fear of failure, a strong desire to meet impossibly high standards. And still, we often confuse perfectionism with excellence. I believe that striving for excellence can be beneficial in a lot of cases, especially when it comes to climbing the corporate career ladder, right? Perfectionism, though, on the other side, takes it to an extreme level and it can lead to real negative consequences, especially if you are a busy working mom with a lot of stuff to juggle. Then your quality of life, your joy, your mental health are likely really deteriorating. So let me ask you this. Have you ever heard that expression, jump out of the plane and grow wings on the way down? I mean, it's a metaphor metaphor for daring to do something even if it's not perfectly prepared and you might not be ready for it. Ask yourself this. The thought of jumping out of a plane and growing your wings on the way down, does that sound like fun to you? Does it sound like giving you a sense of adventure and adrenaline, ignite a spark in you? Or does it sound reckless to you, stupid, you know? In today's podcast, I want to discuss what perfectionism actually does to our lives. And I want to give you some ideas to overcome, some mindset shifts to dare again, to live again, and to step out of that perfect plan, you know, into a little bit more messy imperfection. Doesn't have to be so messy, a little bit imperfect, you know, just get away from that 100% perfection and let's get real, you know. Can you think of a situation when the fear of imperfection or the fear of failing has actually stopped you from doing something potentially great? Like, have you dreaded, you know, going on a beach vacation because you felt your body was not perfectly in shape or Have you played it safe with an outfit before, with a career move, with dating, because you didn't feel so confident? That dread of imperfection, that fear of failure, that lack of confidence, what have they cost you in your life so far? And more so, 
how can we turn things around to feel that confidence, you know, and to dodge that perfection, perfectionistic voice in our heads and to live our best lives unapologetically and unembarrassed, if that's even a word. Let's be unembarrassed together. <laughs> One thing we can all learn from this brilliant lady, Brene Brown, is how to dare greatly. If you haven't heard about Brene Brown, her books, her TED Talks, her Netflix documentary, you know, tune in 100%. Brene Brown, she is the real deal. She's a academic shame researcher. She researches shame. And, you know, she researches all the things around daring again, overcoming shame, overcoming that type of fear, you know, accepting yourself. I love that. It's so crucial to our lives as women, especially. And why? I think confidence is the new sexy, you know, we need to live a little, we need to dare a little, we need to risk a little. And we need to do it now, because if you don't do it now, you'll regret it later. You know, I've listened to an interview of Nora Ephron and Ariana Huffington recently. They're good friends. Nora Ephron is like the author of The Notebook, you know, Ryan Gosling movie. Uh, there was a book about it without pictures of Ryan Gosling in it, so I didn't read it. But, you know, very famous, award-winning author and everything. Ariana Huffington, super famous in publishing and everything as well, and self-help. She wrote great books as well. Um, they're good friends, and they were in an interview together um, to talk about aging. And there was like this, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but they, they were saying like, the body parts you dread now and that you are embarrassed about, believe me, you will feel most not nostalgic about those in 10 years time. And I get it, you know, I mean, those boobs are in better shape now than they will be in 10 years, right? So better, you know, wear that top, right? And that cellulite is less than it will be too, most probably. So wear that bikini now. In 10 years, it won't be better. And those wrinkles, you know, they, they are less now than they will be if you let nature run its course, that is. <laughs> so what shall we do, my dear fellow stressed mamas? How can we overcome that pesky little imperfectionism? That pesky little perfectionism, I want to say. How can we make imperfection sexy again? And I'm not editing this episode of the podcast, I'm generally, by the way, not editing them. I'm recording them in one go. I'm letting you hear my, you know, funny pronunciation of interesting words and me making up words or saying wrong stuff because I'm imperfect too. You might have, you know, you might be shocked right now, <laughs> but we are all in this together. So how can we be confident despite our imperfections? How can we embody that art of not giving a fork and just go for it, live our lives to the fullest, you know? If you manage to overcome perfectionism and get out of that hamster wheel of external expectations and unrealistic standards, you could also decrease other side effects that perfectionism brings with it, such as Anxiety, depression, sadness, anger. Yeah, we can do with less of those, you know. And actually, 
Studies also suggest that one of the most robust protections against anxiety and depression is self-compassion. And guess what? It's the very thing that perfectionists lack. Oh well, but we can learn, right? So let's get into it. I have five mindset shifts for you to dodge this stupid perfectionism trap that we're all trapped in. Let's get out of it together. Number one, give your inner perfectionist a reality check. All right, so are you one of those like me who frequently tells herself things like, I have high standards, I want to be the best, I need to push myself harder. If they can do it, then I must be able to do it. If you tell yourself those things, if your inner perfectionist has those things on, on, on repeat, then you're likely in a perfectionist mindset. And, you know, it's hard to uphold that kind of life and live up to those expectations constantly. So you need to really recognize those patterns and give them a reality check. Do you really need to be better? Or do you really need to push harder? Where does this expectation even come from? You know, what will happen if you just apply yourself the normal amount? What about just doing 90%, you know, 80% even? Will you die? Likely you will feel uncomfortable and you will feel guilty if you can't uphold that external standard. And you might even feel judged by others. I hear you. The price you pay for being imperfect is to be seen as human. Well, would that be so bad? I know, us moms, we are superhumans and we like to live up to that standard. We get recognition out of that. But let's also be human, you know, sometimes. Maybe it would actually also lead to connecting more deeply with people around you. People who've already given up on being perfectionists, you know, it's worth a try. They might be nice, you know, being imperfect together is better than to be perfect, but alone and exhausted, right? So recognize the problem and remind yourself that your value is not measured by the standards or by how hard you push yourself. Your qualities, your accomplishments and other skills are what makes you you. All right. Second point, embrace imperfection and make room for self-care. Ooh, self-care. Sounds like a massage to me, huh? Letting go of perfection can actually spark your creative juices to flow again. Think of it like letting go of an obsession to be perfect and think of everything at all times. But instead, you're shifting your mindset to what you really want in that moment. You tune into your body, into your mind, your dreams. You free up that mental space from obsessing and planning to being in the moment, fully present, you know, dwell in that moment. Enjoy a little peace of, and calm, you know, embrace the chaos. Just go for a walk. Use your time for you to recharge, to reset even, you know. Don't keep working on that PowerPoint presentation for your boss you know, all evening and do all the editing and formatting for another three hours to make it perfect. Just save it 
switch off your computer, go for a walk, read a book, light a candle, do a bit of yoga, stretch yourself so you don't get a flat bum from sitting for so long, you know? Acceptance is key here. You have to accept that you don't have to be perfect in everything you do. Just do your task, finish it, stop there. You know, you've done it. You're not doing the bare minimum. You're not screwing someone over. You're not disappointing people. You're just being a normal human you, who has a life, you know, who needs some time for herself. So, you know, stop when you're done. Don't over deliver. Don't get people used to you over delivering. And once you got them used to it, get them used to not over delivering anymore. People can get used to things. It might take a little bit, but they will get used to it. And by the way, it's not your problem what people get used to and what they don't get used to. <laughs> All right. Third point. Another one on accepting. Accept help and make it a habit to ask for it. All right. So as a working mom, it's crucial to set realistic expectations for yourself. You need to understand that you can't do everything perfectly and it's okay to ask for help when needed, right? We don't need to do it all by ourselves. It's not a sign of weakness to ask for help. You prioritize your tasks. You focus on what truly matters to you, to your family, to your work, you know, whatever it is. You focus on the priorities. And whether the, you then need help with work stuff, childcare, prepping dinner, keeping your back free whilst finishing a presentation, you know, don't hesitate to lean on your support network, both personally and professionally. Surround yourself with people who lift you up, who encourage you. Connect with other working moms who can relate and they can maybe also give some good advice, you know. And then with those other working moms, how about you go on a mummy beach day to celebrate sisterhood rather than fretting over who's the skinniest or who made the best food, huh? All right, number four, figure out what's really important in your life. When we take a step back from all of this and realign our focus and energy towards what we want to achieve in, your life, in our lives, if we think about our core values, our personal needs, our dreams, our love language, then we develop a growth-focused mindset. There is a growth mindset and there is a stagnant mindset. The stagnant mindset is one where we go around in circles. We don't see the patterns, we don't recognize them, we don't improve anything, we keep being frustrated about the same thing, you know, whether it's the bins or the windows being dirty or the something else with a husband or whatever. We are in a stagnant mindset then. We don't change anything because we fear change or we find change uncomfortable or whatever it is, we're just so stuck in it and so frustrated, we don't feel like we have energy to change anything. And we don't see the, you know, the, the tree from the woods kind of thing. But a growth mindset, on the other hand, allows you to see the bigger picture. It allows you to take that step back and think about what were my values again? What's important to me? Where do I spend my most time? What are my goals? this year, this life, you know, what dreams that I want to achieve, you know, how long do I have, you know, and, and how much longer do I want to push my dreams? So people with a growth mindset 
they think about what they want to achieve and they think about the values they have. And then that helps them to recognize blockages, old patterns that don't serve them anymore, behaviors that hold them back, anything that stops them from living their best lives. And they do something about it. They take action. That's a growth mindset. And once we know what we want and who we are or what's important to us, things like a perfect table setup or fearing failure feel smaller because we really adjust our focus towards what we really want and focusing on what others might think. So if you are heavily influenced by what others might think, then it might be that you are really exhausted, that you're feeling really stuck and that you don't know how to get out of that stagnant mindset of circling around those same things. And I invite you to just take that step back. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. We all get to that point at some point in our lives or several points in our lives. There's no judgment here, you know, but you need to figure out what, what is it, who are you really? What is important to you? What do you want in your life? What do you want from your partner? What would you like from others around you? And how can you get there, you know? That's really kind of like figuring out what you want at the core of it rather than having what others might be expecting at the core of your life. That's a, a huge shift. So figure out what's important for you, for you. Last point, feel the doubt, feel the nervousness, feel the fear and say it with me, do it anyway. That's right. Breaking out of patterns can be unnerving and it can feel like we're doing something really wrong. It can feel uncomfortable. It can feel like we're letting people down. It can feel like, you know, we feel really guilty about something because we are, we're not doing it the same way we used to. People might get disappointed. They might need time to get used to it. You know, that type of stuff. But don't think about that. Focus on how good it feels to do things your way or take a risk. Be yourself. Just do what you want sometimes. And I'm not saying recklessly just do what you want. Like, you know, kids can, you know, the three-year-old can make herself dinner tonight. Mommy needs to go for a walk. You know, it's not like that. It's about saying like, you know, I'll, I'll make dinner for the kids tonight, but I, I really need to go for a walk afterwards and then really going for that walk and not being like, okay, I'll tidy up after dinner as well. And okay, I'll, you know, read them the bedtime story as well. Like not overcompromising, but actually... Being okay with like, you know what, I really need some fresh air right now. I need to go for a walk. Please cover for me here with your partner, with family, friends or whoever, you know, could be available to help you with that. Who doesn't ask doesn't get, right? And if we always play it safe, we also always feel that our dreams are somewhat out of reach. And that feeling of something being out of reach is often just the unknown. It's, you know, something that feels more daunting than it really is. So take little steps, take baby steps even. Just inch forward, just keep moving. Keep taking these steps towards your goals. And the worst we can do is stay stagnant, stay stuck or stay in that frozen state, that fight, flight, frozen kind of state. 
that's where frustrations foster, you know. That's where you feel completely out of control and you try to have that perceived feeling of control, that fake feeling of control through perfectionism. You know, when life begins to feel like it's controlled by others rather than by you, that's the problem. That's where you need to change something. You need to get back into the saddle and you can only do that by figuring out what you want. So to take charge, you have to take those little steps into the unknown sometimes, right? Remember, you're doing this for nobody other than yourself. So it's going to be a little scary at times, but it's going to be really worth it. And whatever it is you start with, however little you dare to be yourself and love yourself, make sure you celebrate those successes and recognize the process you're making. It will boost your confidence and confidence is sexy. It is really, really sexy. So I invite you to embrace your imperfections because they make you you. And you are so worthy and perfect in your own way. Be patient with yourself. Be compassionate and take the journey towards yourself step by step. I salute you for being so brave and for working on yourself, for loving yourself, for being a role model for generations to come by striving towards pleasing yourself rather than pleasing others. It's the only way we can find true happiness. And it's a huge leap towards dodging burnout in the long run too. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. For any feedback, thoughts, or if you want to be part of this podcast, submit a question or be a guest on my show, please contact me via the below contact details. Lastly, a quick disclaimer. This podcast is for the purpose of entertainment and education only, and it's not a replacement for therapy. If you need help, please seek the advice of your doctor or therapist.